Now this is the time for you, for the house, open discussion, questions and answers. <coughs> you can ask the question, Sheikh Arif Saab and Hafiz Saeed Saab. And I request the rest of the shuyukh as well, Sheikh uh, Mirza Basa, who just laid for Alhamdulillah, we have to welcome your presence, Sheikh Mahmood, Sheikh Tariq, and you can help uh, uh, Sheikh Arif Saab in answering as well. And the rest of the Shiyu from Ali Sufat Mahal, Hafiz Saeed Saab. Now, this is uh, in your hand now. Open questions, answers, and contributions. Right. Dr. Ataullah Saab, mashallah, is also here. And we also need his contribution to the topic as well. Uh, right. Any questions or contribution? Yeah. Any question? What? ایک تحریف کا جو قائل ہے اس کا مطلب یہ ہوا کہ اللہ نے جو کہا کہ انہا نحن نزل ذکر فانہ لو لحافظو تو یہ تو لوگ خدا سے زیادہ طاقتور ہو گئے نا کہ وہ کہتا ہے میں حفاظت کروں گا اور ان لوگوں نے تحریف کر دی ایک تو یہ پوائنٹ زیر میں رکھیں دوسری چیز جو قرآن کے اوپر جو نکتے ہیں اور زبر زیر پیش ہے اور یہ جو چیزیں ہیں جو مشہور ہے کہ یہ بنو میہ کے دور میں عبد الملک بن مروان کے دور میں حجاج بن یوسف کے ذریعے سے یہ لگوائے گئے میری تھنکنگ یہ ہے کہ یہ ایک تاریخی چوٹ ہے میرے نزدیک آپ اس کو ریجیکٹ کر سکتے ہیں اس لیے کہ مثال کے طور پر آئین اب یہاں بورڈ ہوتا تو میں یہ چیز لکھ کے آپ کو بتاتا کہ اس میں فرق کیا ہے آئین اور غین دونوں ایک طریقے سے لکھے جاتے ہیں اگر اس کے اوپر نکتہ نہیں تھا تو کیسے ڈسکرائب کیا جاتا تھا اسے جو دل کے اندر ہے سینے کے اندر ہے وہ ایک الگ چیز ہے ٹھیک ہے آپ آئین کو آئین پڑھیں گے غین کو غین پڑھیں گے لیکن جب پیپر کے اوپر آئین اور غین لکھے ہوئے ہیں تو کس طریقے سے آپ اس کے اندر فرق کریں گے کہ اس میں آئین کون سا ہے اور غین کون سا ہے جیم ہا اور خا تینوں ایک طریقے سے لکھے جاتے ہیں اب اگر اس کے اوپر لکھتے اور یہ چیزیں نہیں ہیں تو رسول اللہ کے زمانے میں یا بعد میں خلفہ کے دور میں اور صحابہ کے زمانے میں حجاج بن یوسف سے پہلے کا جو دور ہے اس دور میں جیم اور ہا اور خا اس کے اندر فرد کس طریقے سے ظاہر کیا جاتا تھا کتاب کے اندر پیپر کے اوپر میں یہ سمجھتا ہوں کہ تکمیل قرآن اور حفاظت قرآن یہ دونوں چیزیں ہیں شیعہ سکالر نے بھی یہ کہا اور سنی سکالر نے بھی یہ کہا کہ قرآن رسول اللہ پہ مکمل ہو گیا اور حفاظت کا معاملہ جو ہے وہ بھی وہاں مکمل ہو گیا کہ آپ نے ایک کتاب تیار کر کے دے دی اگر یہ چیزیں کتاب میں نہیں تھیں تو میں سمجھتا ہوں کہ تکمیل قرآن نہیں ہوئی اور حفاظت قرآن بھی نہیں ہوئی وہ کچھ سیاسی معاملات تھے جن کی وجہ سے یہ روایات جو ہیں مشہور کی گئیں کہ 
लुत्फ़ फुला ने लगाए और रबर जैर फुला ने लगाई और वो चीज़ें फुला ने लगाई वो सियासी मामलात हैं तो बस ये दो चीज़ें मैं So contribution of Abu Bakr Siddiq and contribution of Usman is also historical fact as well. But it doesn't mean that Usman compiled something which was not already compiled. <coughs> I think Hafsab has very beautifully said that he brought all Muslims together on one dialect so that people, those who do not understand Arabic very well, should not be confused at all. Or this person is reading in this way and that person is reading in this way. Who is right or wrong? As you can see in, in Pakistan, for example, there are debates on, on reciting People just fighting against it. He is right and he is wrong. And he is right and he is wrong. You can't pray up behind him, you can't pray behind him. So people with little knowledge will always confuse themselves <laughs> and will not understand rightly the, the real uh, message of the Quran. So the contribution of, of uh, those two khulafa uh, is here, historical facts are there. The only thing which uh, really concerns us and concerns all Muslim Ummah is that throughout the history, there have been some hardliners on both sides, as, as um, uh, Alama Sallallahu said, okay? Shah's opinions are there, not only in Muslims. In every society, there will be Shah's opinion, rare opinion. One or two person will say something which is completely different from other people. But those opinions are not considered at all. The opinion of majority, vast majority are considered, and vast majority of Sunni and vast majority of Shia agreed upon that this is the Quran, which starts from Marham and finish at one last and it is between two colors. But concern which is felt throughout the history is that Shia, some hardliner Shia thinks that we understand what is the right <coughs> meaning of the opinion of some Sunni Muslims. And some Sunni hardliners think that we understand the right Aqidah of Shia. So we are not asking Shia, you can explain your opinion, what do you think about the Quran? And we can ask other people, what do you think about the Quran? But we, as, as uh, fighting against each other or, or proving that we are the only righteous people and others are completely wrong, so we take something from here, something from there, and we mix it up. As long as the traditions are concerned, there are some traditions. 
which really sometimes confuse and there in, in Sunni uh, literature and in Shia literature as well. In, in um, uh, uh, Shakar can correct me, in, in coffee, for example, in, in Bukhari as well, there are some traditions that when you see and read them, you cannot understand the true meaning of those traditions unless you sit with a scholar and find out. And the only thing you will find is that there is a difference of understanding or interpretation. For example, in coffee, there, there is a tradition that there, there were 17,000 ayat of the Quran instead of 6,666. So it will confuse a, a person that, oh, coffee is saying, the colony is saying that there are 17,000 verses of the Quran. But when it is compiled and, and written down, you can see that within a verse, there are awqaf, and awqaf was done later on, and not at the time of Prophet You can see in one verse, I think there are three different sentences. And then can we consider that there was, this person thinks that I finish here, and the other person says, no, it is just a waqaf, and I finish here. So no, but nobody is saying that there were different ayat at all. Okay, meaning <clears throat> what we call tafsir, and that's the, the uh, beauty of, uh, of when we read the, the history of Islam deeply is there that at the beginning, Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him did not allow to write anything apart from Quran at all. Even his hadith, which is the second important source of Islam, said, "Don't write my hadith." Otherwise, people will be mixed up whether it is a part of Quran or not. And that is the only thing that when we find something that anybody who has written down some explanation of the words of the Quran which he understood is there. For example, the Walayat of Hazrat Ali So, if Kafi mentioned that it was in the Quran, it means that is his explanation of the seal of the Quran, not the part of the Quran. The third thing which I, I, I would like to just share with you, and you all know that, that these ulama, whether it is a Muslim, whether it is a Bukhari, whether it is a Qurani, they came after two centuries, after the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him. And they had their own understanding of Quran and Hadith as well. And sometimes their understanding may not be 100% the understanding of other scholars of that, that time. And they were challenged by the people of their time as well. So these differences will remain there. And these are only a Shah's rare opinions. Majority of both sides agree upon throughout the centuries that there's only one Quran which is in there in, in these two covers. Um, just a point of clarification, just so that I haven't misunderstood what was what was said. A few times, um, I, I heard the expression that they there can be no, there is no, um, uh, there's no recognition of any omission or addition to the verses of the Quran, but there may be <coughs> a question about the order of the verses. Is that if we're talking about today? Not order of verses, order of Surah's compilation. Surah's compilation. So, so is that still today a bond? Is that uh, contended today, or is that? There, there, there. No, 
what they're saying is that we can have that one type of sequence. Abdullah bin Mas'ud has another type of sequence. Okay. We don't know the sequence that Ibn Abi Talib had. We, we just don't know. Okay. So here the speculation is that at the most, the discrepancy that we can talk of is have the surahs all been compiled unanimously by all in the same order or not? The ulama are saying this is the only area where there is dispute. But as far as words of verses are concerned, there's unanimity, same words of verses. Verses inside surah, everybody is of the unanimous opinion that these are the verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 constituting a surah. So there is no discrepancy in any of that. The discrepancy that we witness historically is only that some sahaba say that this is the first surah, this is the second, this is the third, this is both. Some sahaba say no, this is the sixth, and this is the seventh, this is the eighth, so on and so forth. But that does not falter because when, whenever we read the Quran, we read it in form of surahs. There, there is no sequence like a reading a story book from one chapter to another. This is that one I have to Sheikh, can you First of all, uh, I'd like to say Zatullah Khairan for organizing this academic debate, uh, which is very important in one sense. And to me, uh, obviously, the subject matter has been chosen. Uh, We've got more other very important subjects to be discussed uh, in this time. For instance, I came from Manorath Foundation. Probably you know we are just uh, very uh, close to airport, Birmingham airport, uh, end of Sheldon and Solihull, predominantly English area. I encountered some questions from the English people. For instance, I had a meeting with the local councillors. He was asking, are you Shia or Sunni? So that's one uh, instance. The other day, I invited uh, some Christian people, uh, my neighbors, to my house. I encountered the same question. They said, are you Shia or Sunni? Very recently, in six months time, I'm saying, six or eight months time. So I was a bit surprised because they were interpreting what Shia means and what Sunni means. And they were referring to the fights happening in Iraq and Syria, and what is happening in Pakistan as well, what happened yesterday or before as well, you know, killing. And they were asking, referring, why Sunnis are killing the Shias and Shias are killing the Sunnis. This is one thing we have to address and we need a discussion and debate. Where are the gaps and what other people are getting, impression they are getting, wider society. That's one thing. Second thing is, my son goes to school. What he has been taught in RE in the school, we need to look at. Because the Muslim students in the non-Muslim countries are taught the Shias and Sunnis. There's a big difference, big debate, and they got you know so many problems, they exaggerate the things. So what is the answer? My my son, my daughter, gets confused about, about this. I don't want to take you out of context, but this is very important. We have to have the discussion. I don't see any problem between Shias and Sunnis. These are the minorities, hardliners. They did all these things, questions. And I got very less appetite to 
spend more and more times and scholarly debate on these matters personally with all these facts. <coughs> okay? Because we've got more issues. I just uh, quote one, one poem of Kazi Nazrul Islam, probably some of you know, you know, who was, you know, in the time of Rabindranath Tagore, who, who was Nobel laureate, and, you know, and obviously Kazi Nazrul Islam, he was writing about the ulama, although there are some debates about his personal life. He said the whole world, when they are doing research about science and technology, or they are killing the Muslims, the Muslim scholars, they are sitting in a corner and reading the fatwa of divorcing wives. Okay? What is the Ahsan Tariqah of divorcing wives? Okay, so these are the things. We are the ulama, we have to look at the disease, what of the disease, and we have to touch there and get the cure for this and medication. No. Sorry, I'm, I'm so, I'm, <laughs> so actually, as I said, I agree what uh, Dr. Saab said and you know the the scholar said and everyone said I agree and the Madanisa was saying as well. I think there is no big difference. There is no doubt about the authenticity of, of Quran. There is no doubt doubt about there wasn't any tahrif or tazir or tanqis. But it's the minority. Okay, we have to unite in one point. Quran is the kitab of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Munazzal ala Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Mahfuz. There is no difference. From there we have to take and we have to unitedly condemn those who are the minority and bring the debates again and again and taking our attentions. Thank you very much. Questions. Question Question कौन-कौन Quran के बारे में नजरिया वही है कि यही कुरान है इस्माइलियों का इस्माइलियों का भी यही किताब कुरान है मुनज्जर शियों में एक तरह के लोग होते हैं उनका फिरका नहीं है गुलाब जिस तरह के तो गुलाब का गुलाब अक्सर ये दावा रहता है कि ये कुरान वो कुरान नहीं है और हर दौर में रहे और शियों के इमामों को को भी इनका सामना करना पड़ा से लेकर 11वें तक गुलाब का सामना करना पड़ता था सबसे ज्यादा परेशानी हो जो इनको थी इमामों को वो गुलाद की से थी जो काफी कुछ मदा करते थे इमामों की और काफी कुछ बढ़ा देते थे उनकी शान में जी हां Muslim, 
धीरे धीरे उनकी कोशिश है एक जमाना था कि सब कुछ छूट गया था लेकिन अब दोबारा ना रहे हैं लेकिन the orders of surahs were in different orders after the prophet passed away according to the orientalist when was it resolved and why why was uh one process why did ibn masud and ubay bin khab uh not go to the other companions or was ibn khab and zaid bin thabit and resolve this ijma al firqa or ijma al madhhab so wherever the term is used ijma al muslimin in the books it means ijma of the muslimin that the quran is mutawatir yes now think about this very carefully if the quran had not been compiled in the time of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam why would ubayd bin kaab and abdullah ibn mas'ud have any difference of opinion anyway because ubayd bin kaab was saying this is what the prophet said and abdullah ibn mas'ud was saying no this is what the prophet said And Zayd bin Thabit, according to obviously the twenty-one people, then he said, "No, this is according to the consensus of twenty-one right. people. This is what the Prophet is saying. These are all going to show that the Prophet had already instructed about the arrangement of the Quran and compilation of the Sunnah. Now it's quite possible. It's quite possible that Ubay bin Kaab heard one thing, Abdullah bin Mas'ud heard another thing, and they didn't retain it accurately because you're talking about hundred and fourteen Sunnahs." even though they were very meticulous at the art of retention yes but retaining 6666 verses in the form of surah and then retaining the surah sequential order people can make slips here and there so there was this attempt there was this attempt in the time of muhid al masaki to resolve the controversies there was an attempt yes so that was the one that the majority <coughs> with the feel it was this way as a kumar went with the words of rajab they said no we don't feel it was there at all so they didn't accept it similarly when obay bin kaab went they said look no we don't feel it was like this majority feels like this and i think that was the safest way to go about it that what the unanimity of the people wanted yeah. so the story you can say is that or they said all these names of 70 people were mentioned yes zaid bin sabit himself says i found this mubinar rijal mubinanas he said that verse i couldn't find anywhere can you see that so but think about it this way if you read the quran today do you not find the eloquence of the quran the sequence of the words and the verses something quite bewildering it's phenomenal by my teacher used to say to me said even if you don't know arabic if you listen to the quran you know this is the quran <laughs> if you listen to hadith you know this is hadith if you listen to story you know this is story how can just sounds do that yes 
Yes? Mohammed Haikal says, He says, you can feel the whip cracking. This is the beauty of the Quranic verses. In the words, if you read the Quran like that, you know for a fact this is something that seems to be perfectly complete. ये 
فرق پڑتا ہے دراصل میں اگر اس مسئلے پہ بات شروع ہو جائے گی میں یہ گزارش کرتا ہوں کہ جاہلیت عرب کے اشعار جو ہیں آج بھی موجود ہیں جن کے اوپر نقطے موجود ہیں اگر علماء سے گزارش کروں گا کہ وہ دور جاہلیت کی شاعری کا مطالعہ کریں تو آپ کو نکات نظر آئیں گے جو یہ کہتے ہیں کہ تاریخ کہہ رہی ہے کہ حجاج ہے تاریخ کے اندر تو بہت ساری ایسی چیزیں موجود ہیں کہ جو ہر دور کا مورخ لکھتا آیا ہے لیکن وہ تاریخی جھوٹ ہے عبداللہ ابن سبا ایک شخصیت کا نام ہے تاریخ متواتر تبری سے لے کر آج تک مرخین لکھتے آئے ہیں لیکن حقیقت یہ ہے کہ اس نام کا شخص دنیا میں کبھی پیدا ہی نہیں ہوا تو آپ کیا کہیں گے کہ فلاں مرخ نے لکھا فلاں نے لکھا تاریخ چونکہ کہہ رہی ہے لہذا میں مان لینا چاہیے then the exact copy of that is uh, preserved in uh, Turkey as well as I, I visited that and I was not able to read it properly. A lot of time. So, <laughs> I have seen two copies of that. Uh, half is of the Quran. If you are half is of the Quran. I have seen two copies of that. One in Tashkent, one in Istanbul. I've seen so, they, there have been development in language, not the Quran. Yeah. The text of Quran is same. But how the text should be produced so that it is easy for people to read it. Oh, it's a, thank, you, thank you very much. If uh, any question yeah. from the other side, and then uh, before we have to conclude this, uh, you know, discussion. Uh, <coughs> I, I will say this was the Bolena's presentation mm. was extremely worthy. The way you resolve the whole issue of Tahrir is exactly the way that the Imami scholars are resolving. The way you rebuttal the Hadith that we have to be brave enough is exactly the way that the Imami scholars are suggesting. And most prominently, the way you went out to prove the Quran was compiled in the time of the Prophet himself, I think this is something we need to now agree upon and promote because it appears to be the case. Because if there is controversy between the great Sahaba Masood, these people, then the controversy has to be based on something that they have received legitimately from the Prophet. And by, 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 by implication and conclusion, it shows that the Prophet must have uh, actually instructed them about the whole sequence of the Quran and how it was. such a wonderful it's coming out from both, from both, from both, both sides. Both sides. It, it resolves controversy altogether. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is, I think, the solid foundation. Sheikh Abbas Mirza, if you I think uh, predominantly what we tend to see, I think more responsibility lies upon the my Sunni brothers, uh, scholars here present here. Uh, it's well known. Uh, so, uh, 
to the Shias that they are blamed of uh, you know of not having the same Quran. So it's more of a responsibility of my brothers that they should really you know and to educate the masses. Yeah. In terms yeah. when it comes to the Shias, uh, when it comes to the Shias, you know there's no sort of any even question mark. You know they say okay this is the Quran that they all accept. You know, there's no doubt about it. But we have always heard you know from the Sunni. So they ask questions or university, university students who go to university and they always are faced with this uh, sort of uh, pressure from uh, the Sun uh, brothers that you know she has all you have so inshallah you know all the best <laughs> just um, thank you very much for all this presentation instead of interfaith is interfaith dialogue was the most fruitful one i believe that whatever we have achieved how you propagate this, yeah. what you have achieved. I think that is the most important part, either in your website or others' website, that this decision took place and these were the conclusions that should be available. So that things could be addressed properly. My second point is that despite of all our small problems on the street that we have to face every day, I think this dialogue must continue on different issues and different things. I think this is an achievement of the center here that you have been able to vote and given the chairman to a Sunni share to run this, it is your achievement. Right. This is the best of us. Thank you very much because I am receiving the constant indication from that side who is ready. Just uh, and this is a time to conclude it. And uh, I'm very happy and we have to appreciate the all members of Al Mahdi Institute, the director, ulama from both sides, and especially the workers and the members of Al Mahdi Institute for serving this program, organizing everything. Now coming to the point, so this is agreed upon as we have been listening for the last uh, about two hours discussion and uh, question and answers that this there's an agreement and this is uh, the official statement I have to uh, present it in an official uh, authority wording. This is the same Quran which was revealed to the Holy Prophet from Alhamdulillah this is exactly which is existing today agreed upon authentic uh, by all Sunnis and Shias you know uh, they represented their own schools of thought. Then this is without any tahrif, any change, any addition, and any deletion. Right. And this is the same Quran. And this was compiled and completed during the lifetime of the Holy Prophet. Right. And with regard to some uh, narrations, as they have been discussed, mashallah, quite successfully from the whole side by Hafiz Muhammad Said Saab and Sheikh Arif Saab both because they had nothing to do uh, you know with the compilation and the, with the authenticity and the credibility of the Holy Quran. Some of them related to the further protection of the Quran as Khulafa and some of them they are just confusions but they cannot be taken as an authentic because this is a practice. This is Ijma'il Ummah. Every time the old Sahaba, Ahlul Bayt, and the rest of the coming generations, they recited the same Quran. 
and they receive the same Quran, and this is agreed upon. Okay, and inshallah, as Dr. Ataullah sir he has suggested, this is the very aim of Al-Madi Institute to publicize it because for Sheikh Kabiruddin, this is in the wake of so many confusions and the anti-Islamic forces and they created doubts. The Shia's Quran is different, Sunni's Quran is different. And that's exactly what we say, Quran is fabrication. So this is quite serious because Quran is the sole source of guidance. And I believe this meeting would be paving the way for the unanimity and the mutual agreement on the authenticity of the Quran. And inshallah, this is one of the aims of Al-Maid Institute and in future to organize such programs as well relating to the community and uh, some other issues as well. You know, this is uh, maybe controversial or disputed uh, between Sunnis and Shias, but we must have uh, the proper and the positive constructive dialogue, or at least we have to agree, disagree, and this is the best way, right, and to live together. Thank you very much for sacrificing your time and for your great and valuable contributions and all ulama, community leaders, scholars, and especially the students. Jazakumullah khairan.